Coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Hometown Stories. It means a lot to us. If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you shared us with a friend, left us a review, or subscribed to Hometown Stories. That way, you basically get first dibs as soon as we release a new episode. You can also email us at hometownstories at wdbj7.com. We'd love to hear your hometown story. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Today's story is going to take us back a few years because this is a story about perseverance. It's about big dreams, small print, and making happier endings wherever you can. So today's story starts in 2018. We're going to Mary's Diner in Danville, Virginia, a place that's got all your typical fixings. But what Jennifer Williams is laying down on the table isn't regularly on the menu. I brought you some Christmas books. Okay? Okay. Williams has just handed a young diner a book. It just makes me happy when I read. In fact, it was the 25,000th book she had ever given away, a venture she started in 2017. Gifting them, leaving them on doorsteps, on, in the park, random places, laundromat, at the jail, everywhere. Williams is a chronic gifter of books, a biblio benefactor bent on bestowing on a biblical scale. Can I tell you about how much fun that was to write? She's already given out tens of thousands, and this afternoon she hit another milestone. WDBJ7's Ashley Bowles has tonight's good news here at home. Mary's Diner on Piney Forest is your typical... My former colleague and friend Ashley Bowles chronicled for several years Williams' mission to give away one million books. I gave away 900 books in three days through an Engaged Animal project, and when I did that, I said, why do something that anybody can do? This fifth grade teacher, tutor, real-life heroine wasn't going to let anything get in the way of her mission. And so it was there in the middle of Mary's Diner that Williams first laid out for us her call to action. You don't have to be rich or famous. Pick something you want to change and work toward it. Anybody can make the world a better place. You may remember uh, we told you about a Danville woman who had a goal to give out. A so the next year, 2019, we joined Williams at her Title I school in Danville, Chatham Elementary, giving away her 28,588th book. That is a mouthful. Amelia Bedelia joins the club. Everyone's getting a book. That's the principal, Dr. Wanda Carter, helping her hand a book to every single student, a book they get to keep. By this point, Williams has taken up a second job to help make that happen. If I can get the right book in one kid's hand, it could change everything. 
So if I just do enough kids, enough times, that's it. I'll find the one. I'll find the one. March 2020, literally right before the pandemic, Williams was reading aloud to students on Read Across America Day. It all started with Winn-Dixie not liking it when I went into the library. Just as a reminder, Ms. Williams, she was here last year. She's here again today. She is giving away books to our students, which is always so wonderful. Once you have a book in your hand, slide to the back wall, okay, so other people can get, get to the books. I picked because of Winn-Dixie. One's about animals and like dragons. By this point, she had reached 46,000 donated books, a remarkable milestone to please her book-loving heart. No foe, no dragon or dungeon or pandemic was going to stop this hero on her quest. Even during the height of COVID-19, Williams didn't stop working toward her goal. By now, she'd well earned her moniker as the book lady. Her tally in March 2021 came to 63,000 donated books. Ashley caught up with her that time over Zoom, where Williams was unwavering in her hope for children in her community. Find a book, a book that they love, that um, inspires them to want to read more great stories inspires them to want to keep reading. Fast forward another year, and by March 2022, Miss Williams was back at it again. Her total, 90,000 books. But during the pandemic, Jennifer Williams entered a new chapter of giving. She went from the school to the jail. But I think it's her drive and her passion that's really getting the word out. This is my colleague and friend, Michaela Shelton, who picked up where Ashley left off in telling the story of the book lady. So I think it means a lot to the community just to see that, you know, a fifth grade teacher can go on this mission and accomplish it. Michaela says in December 2019, Williams started doing book clubs with women incarcerated in the Danville City Jail. She did a book a month until March 2020. And then the world stopped spinning and COVID shut everything down. At that point, she was pretty upset. And I just was like, how on earth did I do all this work? It took me almost a year to get all the permissions and some support and things like that. So I thought, how did this go on for so, I mean, like I did all this work, which, which at that point was almost a year and a half. And we did it four times. She even had books lined up and ready to go for the coming months. So Danville Sheriff Mike Mondel devised a plan. He paid for the video call, which allowed them to line up and be like, hey, Miss Jennifer, I read this. Like, and then they'd, you know, talk to me about it. And then they'd, you know, the next one would line up and I'd ask him some other question or how'd you like it and things like that. And Michaela says the sheriff really bought into this effort to get his inmates reading. If, if you have a hobby, a positive hobby such as reading, you're less likely to reoffend. So that's why it's a it's a win-win for us. It gives the inmates something to do while they're in jail, and also when they get out, it gives them a, a hobby that, that's positive. It keeps improving their minds. That, that again, it's, they're less likely to reoffend if they're doing something positive. So word got out, and more people started helping Williams buy books for the inmates. Now she's able to do it once a week because people are donating sets of books that they can read each week. 
And so every meeting they have, they do these questionnaires, um, they'll do creative writing assignments and just discuss the books. And um, she said, you know, most of the women, when they hear about it, they're just kind of like, ah, I don't know, that's not really for me. Reading's not really my thing. But then once they really get into it, they end up loving it, most of them. They end up falling in love with it because it can take them somewhere else, you know, outside of jail. So far, 71 of those incarcerated folks have read 100 books, including the entire Harry Potter series. Now, they might read three to five books a month. And Williams told Michaela they've almost reached one million pages read. They have a little half sheet that they fill out, like the name of the book and how many stars they'd give it. What was your favorite part? Would you recommend it to your best friend? Things like that. So I've kept all those, like I have them in a file folder by name. Um, but then I also keep a spreadsheet so I know how many pages we've read. I mean, we've read almost a million pages, which is crazy. It is just crazy. Did she talk about what she sees, you know, with the women who maybe start out kind of hesitant about the book club and then end up sticking to it? Did she talk about kind of what she sees in that process at all? So one thing that really stuck out to me was she told me um, a story about one woman when she first handed her the book. So she kind of wandered over to the picnic table when we started to meet. And so I'm passing out books and I was like, would you like one? And she's like, okay. And so she took it and she kind of caressed it and she just looked at it and she's like, this belongs to me. She said she teared up because she had never truly owned something um, for, for years. She said this was the first thing that was truly hers in a very long time. And she kind of questioned Jennifer. She was like, are you sure this is for me? Like, you know, what do you want in return? And Jennifer was just like, nothing, it, it's, it's yours. And it's like, I think we don't, sometimes I think we don't think about that about how little, by the time you're there, how much has been taken from you, you know? And it's not always the day you go to jail. It's like a lot of things have been taken from you for a long time, which is why you end up there. So, I mean, just the power of that gift. There's nothing, I'm not, I'm not charging you anything for it. I'm not making you read it. I'm not anything. This is a gift. And if you want it, and if you want to read it, it's yours. The sheriff says, especially during the pandemic, he could clearly see the difference it was making for the women in his custody. One of the biggest impacts I've seen, particularly during the, pan the heart of the pandemic, was that they're on the video phone with their children and who are reading the same books. So that interaction that they can have with their kids and you know improve both their intellects uh, at the same time, because I'm a firm believer that reading is the number one thing you can do to improve your intellect. It's a great way for a community to help each other. Um, but it's, it's done a lot for their self-esteem. That's a really valuable thing to boost them, um, to make them feel loved. She said that, you know, she got a letter one time from one of them just expressing how much this means to them while they're in there. Um, she said it helps with keeping her sanity. Could you read it if you have yeah, it? Yeah, sure. So it says, 
Jennifer, I cannot express how much your words lifted my spirits. Our chats mean the world to me as well. They are like a breath of fresh air. In this place, that is like a godsend. My time, I hope, is coming to an end. And although I won't be in here, I will be coming to your meetings and they will definitely be keeping me in touch. I can't wait to have our chats outside of this dismal place. I can't thank you enough for all you do. You have helped me keep my sanity and for that I am eternally grateful. Lots of love. Williams is keeping track of the progress the women are making because she wants data to back up her belief that reading can make a difference and help keep people from ending up back in jail. It's why she's also got another book club, the Second Chance Freedom Book Club, which incarcerated women are invited to join after they're released. It's a no pressure kind of thing. But she said a majority of them do keep up with it just because they love the group that they're in and they want to keep up with it. Williams' efforts have not gone unnoticed. Local civic organizations are donating, several national publications have written about her, and during a segment of Good Morning America, Penguin Random House contributed 10,000 books to her cause. Recently, she was awarded the Freedom Through Literacy Award from Judith's Reading Room. The organization is a nonprofit dedicated to literacy, and the award honors those who champion that mission. She'll get messages online. Hey, can I give you these books? And she said that she carries hundreds of books in her car everywhere she goes in case she passes one of the little free libraries where she can stock up. She said she's been to Pennsylvania, West Virginia. So it's not just in Danville, Pennsylvania County. She's also going to different states. And she, she said she wants to go all over the country with it. Um, just to get those books into the hands of people that need them. Well, before I let you go, Michaela, I do have to ask, what is your favorite book? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Or one of your favorite books, if you can't pick. (laughs) Right. I, I, one of the last ones I read, because I haven't read since (laughs) high school, Um, but probably The Bell Jar. I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed hearing Michaela's telling of the story of the book lady. If you did too, and you want to support William's efforts, you can follow her Facebook page, Joy of Reading. She'll post the latest numbers anytime she donates another book. So far, she's up to 116,222 and counting. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. This episode was produced by me, Leanna Scacchetti, and edited by Ben Raquelmi. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.